ladies and gentlemen, we are live with your June the 12th edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Jake, and alongside me, the old man who, thankfully, you guys can't see what he's doing while the intro is going on, but old man, how the hell are you doing? I'm exhausted, man. That was a lot of dancing. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, you were doing some dancing. I don't know. Uh, the new the new intro must have just got you going. Hearing our, man. Holy. Hearing, hearing our uh, good friend Arlan Bruce the third talk about uh, Ruth Christie and mm. um, some lasagna just, just got you going. Got me going, man. Got me going. Got me going. So what a week it's been. It's been, uh, it's been a fun week. It First has. week. Of the officially of the 2023 CFL season, oh, what um, we, I saw you. you end up going to two games. I went to two of the four games. Uh, it was pretty exciting. Uh, well, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I mean, come on, it's a CFL. I love the CFL, and be, to be able to go to McMahon Stadium, then drive up to Edmonton, which I'm sure we'll get into later, and watch both games it was pretty cool. Well, and um, it's not too many leagues. You, other than, I guess, the CFL and the NHL, where in a weekend you can watch a game, drive two and a half hours, and watch another game. Yeah, two completely I mean, different teams. What about the NFL? Because most of them I, play on Sunday. There is some Thursday games and Monday games now. I don't. It, I think it's it's pretty hard to find a time where you could be in one city to watch two ga- teams play, drive two hours a couple days later to watch another team. Teams. Yeah, it would have to be like Vegas over to LA. Something like that. Yeah. Even that's right? still like a four hour yeah. drive, five hour drive. Yeah, exactly. No, it was cool. It was, um, I would love to try to go to, um, through like one season, go to every stadium in the league. Um, start out in Montreal, Toronto, come through to Ottawa, Hamilton. It would be cool. Then Winnipeg. I mean, you've got a good start on the this year, week one. You've got two down, so you've only got BC Place, um, Winnipeg Stadium. And we usually, you and I usually get to BC Place for at least one game. No, we used to. Anyway, it hasn't been it hasn't been for years since we've been able to get down. There. Yeah, um, unfortunately, yeah, just the, you know having to work, work for, for a living. It's it, it does. It really does. Oh, Not all of us can call going to football games work. It was really funny that you say that because I drove up early and um, just because I don't know Edmonton that well. And every time I it's go there, I get lost. City to learn how to drive in where you're going. <laughs> so, I do. Every time I go there, I get lost. It's inevitable that I'm going to get lost when going to Edmonton. Um, anyway, um, so I got up there early and found the stadium with no problem. And then I thought, I'm going to go try to find a bub. A, a bub. It's like a pub, but different. Yeah. Um, and have some lunch because I was meeting Rod Peterson there and he was driving in from Saskatoon. So he was going to be a couple hours behind me. So I'm not going to name the name of the one that I didn't go to because just in case, um, I just pulled out my Mr. Google and said, sports pub near me. Well, if you remember when we went to the Grey Cup. Trying to get out of that stupid, stupid arena. Yes. Well, it's not the, how do I phrase that? It's not the best part of town. It's not the most the affluent area of Edmonton. Yes, that's a good way to say it. So I found this sports pub, which was a little ways away. 
And I drove up to it and drove through the parking lot and kept going. <laughs> then I stopped on the side of the road somewhere and said, Canadian brew house, they always have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I found the Canadian brew house and I went there. Again, it was only a couple miles away from the, or a couple kilometers away from the stadium. So not in the best of neighborhoods, but it was fun. We had, I had a good time. It was, um, had a beer and burger and then met Rod and went to the game. Yeah, it was cool. Fair. Fair. Well, let's start at the beginning of the week. The first game Yeah, that's of the what week. I thought. Let's go through the week that was in the CFL season. First game up. So as usual, you get to come to the B- all BC games when they come to Calgary because yes. that's just the way it works. Um, as uh, everyone knows, the old man has tickets at the 55-yard line, so I was able to go sit at the 55-yard well, line. Well, really, it was because we have four, we have four seats. Yes. Uh, we have two, and my sister-in-law, Bev, has two, and she takes somebody different for every game. Yeah. So at the BC games, she always takes Correct. Jake, so thank you. That's cool. Very it. awesome. So, yeah, let's jump into that first game. We got to watch it live. Um, BC Lions kind of just, I wouldn't say dominate, I, but I, I say walked into a win here. I, You know, when I wrote my article, I don't know if that got posted yet or it not. It will be posted. I, it I was going to say uh, it will be posted after this. Um, that way we kind of get your yeah, verbal opinion. It, and then it, people it was, can I gave it to you pretty late in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, but in the article, I said they cruised to a uh, 25-15, because it was. They were on cruise control. It wasn't a, um, <coughs> excuse my cough, it wasn't a um, hard win. No. Um, Stamps didn't really put up a fight. Um, it was almost, the tone was set early. Um, we, You and I both, we went live uh, at halftime. We both kind of said, well, the Stamps came out running the ball in the first um, possession and did really well. Yep. And then I don't know what – I didn't see what the Lions did because where we're sitting, it's hard to see everything that's happening. But they made some sort of an adjustment. I think – and I, I want to go back and rewatch parts of the game because there was a couple of times where I wanted to see – because there was a couple of calls and a couple of non-calls that – I was yelling at the rest for, and as an official, like, <laughs> it was... felt, how do you, how do you call a couple of those pass interference or don't call some of those pass interference calls? <laughs> now folks, you've got, you got to understand what happens here. So we're, we're at the 55 yard line, five yards back from the stamps bench. Who's there? Season ticket holders for the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, and us. And us. Well, so here's Jake. He's yelling at the top of his lungs at the ref. It happened and everybody around him's doing this. It happened once. It happened once on an atrocious non-call. Twice. twice. Did it happen twice? I remember once. Yeah, it was, it was twice, but who's counting? Um, <laughs> no, I think what happened was in the second series, the defensive line widened themselves out because they weren't getting beaten around the corners anymore. And I think that was a that was a big, big thing that whoever made the adjustment, whether it was someone up top, what defensive coordinator, whoever made that decision, yeah. it worked. Because it definitely changed the game. Yeah, it, it yeah, it, it's it made the game winnable for the Lions. Yeah, yeah, and of course, um, sitting that close to the bench, you get to hear uh, the coach's reaction to plays and non-plays. And we definitely heard Mister Nick Lewis um, kind of come unglued. Is that a fair word? That I would, yeah. 
He came unglued on his players. So yeah, like Kadeem Carey and Peyton Logan combined for uh, 73 yards. These were two, are two of the top running backs in, last year in the CFL, like a, a top two yes. duo, and they averaged 73 yards. Well, and what it, I mean, I in my article, I talk about it. I'm just going to pull up the articles. Actually, I got the stats up here as well. Um, I think that's Ottawa. There's the BC stats. Calgary had 16 first downs. Yeah. Total. Total game, 16 first downs. One of them came on a penalty. So really, they had 15 first downs. You ain't going to win too many games when you're only getting 16 first downs. Um, They just didn't have it together. I don't know if it's a case, and I keep saying it, that um, Mayer's not a starter. Or was it a case BC just played better? And I, I honestly believe, like we, a lot of us had questions about Vernon Adams Jr. and what this defensive line and defensive backs or defensive um, core would look like. I think BC is yeah. just a better team, all in all. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, right? right? Like, I mean, look at, and I mean, we talked about it before. I said I believed Edmonton was going to make the playoffs this year, which off to a rough start. But I think Calgary is a team that falls out of the playoff picture. Well, I guess, I mean, we go to a lot of uh, games. And I'm just so used to um, used to Calgary's... Sorry, I'm just going to fix my lighting a little bit here, Jake. There we go. Um, I'm so used to Calgary's high-potent offense under Bo Levi in, for 10 years. Yeah. Um, that long ball killed so many teams. And it just wasn't there. I mean, he was throwing to nobody. Um, it was great because I heard Rod use the term, holy crap, I think he threw to a ghost. Um, and, he, and that's what it seemed like. I can't hear you, buddy. I don't know if you're muted or if it's on my end. Still can't hear you. Oh, I'm supposed to keep talking, he's saying. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, uh, Vernon Adams went 28 for 36 for 270 yards. Uh, I believe that is a something like a 77% completion rate. Um, Jake Mayer, 20 for 36, 154 yards. It's just not getting the you, job done. You can't go 8.6 average yards and expect to win a game in the CFL. No. It's, it's like... If you if you're an NFL fan, you're hearing 8.6 y- average yards per throw attempt. That's great. Not in not in the CFL. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just not not up to the standards we're used to seeing from Calgary. Calgary has had a winning team for so long um, that it was kind of shocking to see them drop. Um, you're actually off on that. The rushing yards were. Um, for Calgary were 7.3 yards per carry. Passing yards were only 4.6 per care, per toss. Where are you getting your stats from? From uh, CFL.ca. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm it. looking at the exact same page then, and I have different stats in front of me. 
Wow, really? Are you no? You guys, you can't be. How, we we can't have two different. I'm stats. at the CFL, the Game Center for BC Lions win twenty five to fifteen Calgary Stampeders. Well, here I'm just gonna. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do this because I can. Um, which one is it? it? I think it's this one here. Let's share that screen and see if that's the one. I'm not looking. See I'm, I'm not looking at? at those stats. See, these are the stats I'm looking at, which is directly from. If you look, this is right from CFL. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm looking at their website. I'm going to go at their website. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just. This is. I think. You can see the CFL logo. I'm thinking this is accurate. How? <laughs> I'm trying to, Jake. I was trying to say that with a straight face. I, Be, how do you have? Because, how do you have one site that has two different set sets? Yeah. So I have Jake Mayer going twenty for thirty six, one hundred fifty four yards. And I have Jake Mayer. Oh, hold on. Sorry, I missed it. Jake Mayer. How many? What do you, you you got him doing? What twenty completions, thirty six attempts. You're gonna have to zoom in for people to see because no one can see that on our screen. How do I zoom in? Our control and scroll. There you go. How's there you that? go. That works. Don't look at net offense. Well, see, I'm looking at Pat. Can you see my cursor? Yeah. I'm looking at passing yards, attempt average, That's... right? BC Lions. Yeah. Look at it's only 4.6 yards, 7.3. I have 8.6 from Jake Mayer. In passing or In rushing? Passing. Isn't that weird, eh? Because he only passed for 166 yards. I have 154 yards. And he, he, from what I'm seeing, he attempted 36. Yeah, 36, completed 20. That's weird how you come up with different numbers on the same site. <laughs> Why are we surprised by this? We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. This is the CFL. How can, how can anybody screw things up even worse? Share your screen. I want to see where you're getting your screen from, where you're getting your numbers from. That's hilarious because right. these... Are literally like I had to download uh, stats. No, you don't have to download anything. No, like this is a PDF file. Yeah, I know what you have. Vernon Adams Jr., right? Click on Jake Mayer, 20 for 36, 154 yards, 8.6 on average, one touchdown, one interception, longest is 21 yards. And go back to BC? 28 for 36, 270 yards, 10.8 on average, two touchdowns, one interception, the longest of 30. See, that's just, I, I don't understand. And this is from the CFL site. Yeah, this is from CFL.ca. No, this is CFL.ca. Even still, the BC Lions website is run by the CFL. So it's not like you're going to have different information. <laughs> bizarre. Just bizarre how, like, and I'm actually looking, like, at, that's weird. I, I'm not surprised anyway, by anything with the, with the CFL. Either way, whether it's 4.6, 7.3, It doesn't matter. It's not good. Mayor didn't show that he um, deserves the spot he's got. No. Um, people are calling for his head already. Um, my question is, how patient will um, Coach Dickinson be before the, he pulls it? How much leniency does David Dickinson have? That's how that's how patient. Probably not a hell of a that's, lot. That's how much patience Dave Dickinson needs to have. Is if the if as soon as Huffnagel, I believe it's still Huffnagel who's the GM, is starts putting pressure on him, he needs to make that change and that quickly. Isn't Dave 
GM as well. He might be a like very similar to the BC situation. He might be co-GM yeah. or assistant GM. Yeah, yeah. So, as you know, the crowd in Calgary for their opening game was pathetic at best. Yep. Um, are you eating? Yeah, I made a mistake. It's fine. Keep going. <laughs> I made a mistake. It's fine. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> folks, if you're only listening, you're missing three quarters of the show. Um, with a winning team, Calgary has trouble getting people to come to the games. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when they have a losing team this yeah. year? After speaking with the um, vice president of the league, or sorry, of the team, um, for in depth for like an hour uh, a while back, preseason, way before the season started, and he said his biggest um, objective this year was to get butts in the seats. Yeah. You ain't going to do it with a performance like that. I know a lot of it has nothing to do with the game nowadays. A lot of it has to do, and Rod and I talked about it when we were up in Edmonton, the game is almost secondary nowadays. It's You have to make the experience, the fan experience, something to draw the crowd in. Is, then they watch the crowd. But why is that new? That's not new. I'm sorry. I, 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 ref, I ref, Well, it is. When, I guess for us old guys, when we go back into the... 90s. I'll go back to the 90s when BC Place was relatively brand new. No, but before you continue, as soon as you mention anything, anyone from your generation, someone who was there, it was always the first thing they mentioned. It's not the team was great. It was the environment was fun. It was a party. But there was no party. They didn't have to bring in LL Cool J. They didn't have to bring in big bands to draw us to the game is what I'm getting at. We went to the game. All my friends, it was like a thing. Let's go to the game. And we did. So you would get forty to 60,000 people at a regular season game on a regular basis. When you didn't have social media, when you didn't have the connectivity, you have to everything. You need to make you need to give people a reason to come out and make it a party. Yes, I agree. That's what I'm saying yeah. is now you have to make it a event because back then we made it an event. Well, I was just saying we didn't have an event. They didn't even have a street party. I mean, back then. And that's where I think the, the the disconnect comes is that so many people are like you need to make an event. No, you need to make it so people will make it an event. Two very different yes. things. You don't need to bring in LL Cool G. That's great. That's cool. And you're going to probably get 20,000 people that normally don't come out to a football game. Yes. Now, how do you make them stay? By having a, uh, an exciting uh, game, A. Uh, uh, yeah, against the Elks, which really, we we roll our eyes. It should be a good game for this because if the Lions score early and they score often, it's going to be fun. It's going to be loud. It's going to encourage people to stay. Yes, but, and that's the key. But what I think needs to happen, and each team needs to look at this, not just each team, the entire league needs to look at this. And look at what the Raptors did in the early 90s. One second, I'm going to pause again. Sorry, there's just lots of uh, responses. I, I keep I keep hearing ambulances. I wasn't sure if it was out here or no. You. It's it's like they go right by my window. But um, the Raptors, what they did in the '90s to encourage yeah. young fans to get interested in basketball, because they couldn't get the use. You were you were too old. You gone to try to learn basketball. It was you didn't care about it. But nope. Toronto 
Did you know that the Raptors were named the Raptors because of Jurassic Park? No. It was put out to people to, to give a name to shortly thereafter, 1993, when Jurassic Park came out. They had oh, kids okay. submit name ideas, and the Raptors won because of Jurassic Park. So now, interesting. And they did everything they could. They had a cool looking mascot. They made the game super cheap. They had their superstars go to practices. They they um, did community initiatives. And you know what's even great about basketball? Just like football, it's not hockey. It doesn't cost you a thousand dollars to play one season. Cost you two hundred. Well, exactly. Cost you a hundred. Yes. Why is soccer the most played sport in the world? Because if you have a ball and two li- and uh, two lines, you can play the sport. Yes. You don't even need a net. No. To play soccer. No, you need. You don't need you, a net. You don't, you don't even need posts. You need two people who are willing yeah. to take off their shoes to make nets. <laughs> That's it. Hey, put up two rocks. We're good. We. I used to do Football's it. Football's the same way. Hey, yeah, yes. That's the end. That past that line. That's the end zone. Here's a football. Let's go. We used to do it. We used to play street. We used to play street football, and it was past that car and past that car. Yeah. That's how we played. But, it wasn't hockey. We played street football. But why? Because. Well, I mean, I grew up close to the stadium, the but I also grew up close to the old uh, Coliseum as well. They were right next to each yeah. other, basically. Um, but it was cheap. We everybody had a soccer ball or a football. Right. Not everyone could afford a stick, a puck, gloves, uh, a goalie pads, a net. Yes. It, it, to me, and that's where there's, I mean, we've always talked about it. CFL needs to figure something out. That's the audience they need to go after. Well, and you just nailed something. And we go back, we talked, you talked about it last week with Arlan Bruce about how um, Pee Wee Smith, I was going to say Pee Wee Herman. No, not Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I don't, think he's al- I don't think he's allowed near football practices that children are at. <laughs> That's hilarious. Pee Wee Smith used to come out to your, your games. 100%. That excited. What did you do, Pee Wee? Like, what league did you play in? The CFL. Yeah. So you guys got excited about the CFL. You guys wanted to go to CFL games because here's this guy who didn't have a kid on the team. Nope. It's not like he came because he was a parent. He just came out because of the love of the effing game. I don't even think he was playing at the no, time. No, it was after he had after he had retired. Well, after retired. he had retired. Yes. Thus, we were saying we need to get a hold of um, BC football and get Arlen involved in football on the lower mainland. We need players here in Calgary, out to every freaking high school. Every, I mean, how many junior teams is there? Imagine. Okay, so I go. I. I Again, I'll bring this up multiple times throughout the year. I officiate games every single weekend during the junior or the amateur football season. Right now, yes. right now it's men's league and women's league and uh, spring league just fit wrapped up. But yeah, once the regular season starts going for amateur football, imagine if one player from the Stampeders came out to for the a, for one day on the weekend for two three hours, hit him in the middle yes. of the game and just walked around. Not only would the players on the field be like, holy crap, Paredes, hell, um, Powers came out and watched a game. and They have the union with their freaking name on the back. And you know what? The parents in the stadium are like, oh, oh, Powers is out here. That's cool. You know what that's going to do? And what do they do? What should they be doing? Giving away tickets. Hey, 
you partner with the you partner with the, again to me this is just marketing 101 common sense marketing 101 hey cj always talk, cj 92 always talks about the football going on at troll days because one of the guys always drives by there in the morning right so okay cool hey cj we're going to give away two tickets you guys have a passcode listen to cj 92 in the morning on saturday every saturday morning Hell, there's games Saturday night. Listen Saturday morning and you can win two tickets. Go meet um, uh, the third string uh, center wearing his jersey and give him the passcode. And you'll and if you're the first person there, you can win yourself two tickets. Why only two? Give away 100. I, I'm, and I'm dead no, serious no, no, no. when I I'm say just, that. I'm just saying. Because you're not giving away 55-yard line tickets. No, you're, you're giving away end zone tickets. And who cares? Give them away to, like, give 100 away. Give 50 sets of tickets. Yeah. Think about that. I don't know what it's like now, but I'm sure it hasn't changed. There would be three, 400 parents there on the weekend. Sometimes more, sometimes less. Yeah. Depending on where the teams yeah. are from. And Think about it. Think of the excitement that would create. You get a Jake Bear. Why, 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 why are we talking? Send. I'm, I'm mean, just thinking even just a lower name player, how much excitement that would cause. But you bring in Jake Mayer. Well, there. On a Saturday, it would be a little bit tougher because of travel. But if they got a home game. Yeah. They've got to get out into the public. They've got to get out to the high do, schools during. They don't do that anymore. Thanks to COVID. No, no, we can't do that anymore. It's too much. That's bullshit. It's over. And you know, I, I was like the freaking COVID Nazi. Can I say that? Um, dur- during it, because I was like, no, we've got to. I'm fucking, I almost died. I was. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's over. They need to get back to promoting the game, which is the best game in the world, as far as I'm concerned, the fact- it's I think it's better than hockey. It's better than soccer. It's better than baseball. It's more fun to watch than anything else out there live. Get people out there to watch a live effing game, and they're going to come back. Yeah. And that's a big thing, people. But you got to create that excitement. You got to create the excitement. You got to bring them in the door. You get them in the door. Yes. But again, you have to make it affordable. You have to make the fact that I spent twenty. Three dollars on two beers, two tall boys, and eight dollars on a pocket dog, which is a regular hot dog in a in a bun. Eight dollars. <laughs> it's again. I go. I keep going back. We're BC team. We're BC podcast. So I keep going back to BC because they got it right. Five dollar beer. They've got it figured out. Five dollar beer. Five dollar beer. Five dollar burger. $5 hot dog. And you know what? I would have waited. Street parties. I would have waited in line to get that $5 burger and $5 beer. Oh, yes. Rather than paying $8 for a hot dog. Or yes. $22 for two beers. It's it's insane. Insane. Wow, that was a rant we and got, a three quarters got distri- just on the BC. Just one. We haven't even talked about the other. Well, games. We, we haven't even talked. We we diverged from the games. It was more about the attendance, which um, the lowest attendance was the lo- ever. Yeah, for the for a home opener 20, 27 years ever. Who cares? Twenty seven years. I was, as long as you've been alive, I was basically. three. Who cares? <laughs> the internet wasn't alive. Who cares? Exactly. How um, you need to fill up the stadium, and again, yes. the big thing for me is looks. Are everything. If you, when you scan that camera around, and and I'll bring it to something that me and you love and see all the BS about wrestling. 
People hate it when there's empty sections in wrestling on what's called the hard camera side, where the camera is because no, the camera doesn't see it. So they don't, yes. they sell those that section last. Why do we have hundreds of people? And I say hundreds, literally, that's all there was. maybe a hundred people in the two end zone sections on hard bleachers when there are maybe thousands, th when there are thousands of empty seats in your comfortable blue and red seats and people yes. at the roof on the hard bleachers and not in the seats block off, I see. block off two, four sections on each side. I say two sections. Yep. So four, two on each side, plus the top. If you have to, I, to me, it makes no sense. Bring people in, condense it, make it, yes. make it look feelful. I don't care. <coughs> Look at BC. What does McMahon Stadium? What does McMahon Stadium hold? Thirty thousand? Twenty-eight, I think. Yeah. I, I never. I always get um, in arguments about this one. Forty-six. McMahon's forty-six thousand. Yeah. So when there's paid attendance, and I use air quotes, paid attendance they, of eighteen, they, seventeen, something. They all paid, even though the fans don't like the season ticket holders who are Rough Rider fans don't show up for only for Rough Rider games. But again, it's the perception when I'm sitting at home watching a game, and I'm like, "Why would I? What is wrong with this league? Why is it three? Not only half empty, three, three quarters empty. Why would I go? There's no demand yes. for it. It's not like they're doing anything to draw me in. Imagine they had. I don't. What was the name of the guy playing a pre concert? Not a clue. Some country, exactly. some country guy who did some country guy who did covers, <laughs> and he did not covers from current. He did covers that your grandma would have liked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, come on, get it together. Other teams are starting to get it. Montreal's getting it. Hell, Edmonton had thirty-two thousand people there. Yeah, but for their home opener. That's because they they get they each get a free ticket now. No, it's only a certain section. Oh, was it only a certain section? Certain sections. Oh, okay. Got a free ticket. Still? Um, if you guys weren't paying attention, Edmonton guaranteed a win um, because they now have lost 18 straight. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, but still, they had 32,000, regardless of why. They had 32,000 people. That place was rocking. The, the, like, it was, it was exciting to be there. Yeah. McMahon Stadium was not rocking and it wasn't exciting and to be there because the crowd laughed with 10 minutes left in the game. So, okay. So first <laughs> off the crowd, the loudest I heard the crowd was when the cow, the man dressed as a cow came out during what well, I think it was during halftime or one of the commercial breaks. No, it was the second, it was in the second quarter. I don't know what it halfway was. Through the I have a slow, quarter. I literally took a video of the slow motion of it and I'll post it to, I was holding it to post it after I talk about this. This crowd lost their shit as if this was LL Cool J. And they have two guys, just random dudes racing the cow. <laughs> it's the world's fastest cow. Some dude, Come on. Some dude dressed as a cow who clearly used to be a <laughs> track and field star at, at the university and couldn't get a job elsewhere because the job market sucks. So it was like, you know what? Put me in a cow costume. Yeehaw, it's Calgary. This crowd, I swear, I th they thought, <laughs> I thought the game was like, I thought maybe I missed something. Like I zoned out and came back and the, the score was going to be closer. And then, and then on top of that, on top of that, Jake Mayer and, and the, and the, and the, and the Stampeders come back. 
and they make a game of it. They're within us. They're within a touchdown, and there's eight minutes or, or so, and all of a sudden, yeah. there's about thirty people in our section, not just the arena, our section, that get up and leave. And I, I, I don't understand this. Got to beat the traffic. This isn't Calgary. This isn't fucking Vancouver. This isn't Toronto. What traffic do you have to beat? The traffic, the traffic that you cause is the traffic that you're trying to beat. So when you leave 10 minutes early, you're causing them traffic. It took us what? Getting out of there, it took us what? 15 minutes? If that. And we parked right at the stadium. We have a, we have, we actually got a parking pass for the stadium. So you're telling me that you have to leave in a, it might've been a two score game at most. It's a season opener to beat traffic on a Thursday night. Oh boy, those, those Calgary roads are going to be, they're going to be full of people on a Thursday. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Me. And it's not just you're the thing is, it's not, it's not just McMahon stadium and it's not just the Calgary fans. It's, Fans and or sorry, not just Dan Peters fans. It's Calgary fans. You go to a Roughnecks game. You go to a Hitman game. You go to the goddamn Flames. <laughs> got to leave early. Got to. It's a tie game, boy. Yeah, but you still the traffic. I can uh, I can uh, listen to the <clears> game <throat> in the radio. On the radio. Why would you do that again? Do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my DP in and start my diesel truck. Welcome to Calgary. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, kid. Okay. Ooh. So can you explain it to me? Can you is there any <laughs> explanation that you can give me for this? Why <laughs> everyone needs to leave early? And, and I, I can't even talk. We've been here 20, 20 years now, 20-ish some odd years. And it'll be something I'll never understand. And you're right. I mean, you go to BC, people don't leave early. They're, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some people who leave early. That's what they do. But not mass. Not mass. No, not gonna, I mean, again, 30 people from our section and there was maybe 100 people in our section. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> when I say there was room, we, if we wanted to, we all could have taken up four chairs. It you, makes like, no sense. I'll never the, get over it. Or, it, it. And it's literally, you ask someone about it, it's to beat the traffic. And, oh, it's always about, oh, we got to beat the traffic. That is the the mindset in Calgary for every single person I've ever gone to a game with, any sporting event, doesn't matter. Okay, let's talk about how we're going to beat this traffic. Now, who freaking cares? You want to you talk about traffic? Go to Vancouver for a game. <sighs> Do you Go remember? to Toronto for a game. We used to park at the Sandman right across the street from the old, from the old, from the um, new, not old, it's the dome. Yep. Um, and you park down, there was like 55 different levels underground. Wasn't that many, but it was a lot. Literally, it would take us 45 minutes just to get out of there. Yeah. But we not, parked not, e not even talking about getting out of downtown Vancouver, just to get out of the parking lot. Yes. And you just kind of did it. It was just like, okay, whatever. It's Sober part of the a event. Bit. <laughs> Well, it's not just like, you know, you go to the movie theater. Let's, you go to the movie theater. Do you leave before the last credit rolls? Because we got to beat the traffic. Got to beat the traffic. Do, do it again. Do it again. 
Oh, folks, if you're not watching, you're missing so much. Okay, let's move on. We're moving on from Calgary, unless you have some <laughs> insightful insightfulness from uh, the wisdom of the old folk on... Holy. Hey, moving you on. You got me, buddy. You got me that on was, this one. That was a Thursday night game. Uh, BC that Lions was a Thursday night game. And, winning 25-15 um, against... 25, 15. The Friday night game, the Hamilton Tiger Cats taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I was uh, really looking forward to this game. I uh, would love to say I remembered to watch it, that it was at the top of my memory. Uh, I totally forgot it was odd until about four minutes left in the fourth. So um, it was, I mean, Winnipeg jumped out like crazy. They were like, Sorry, for those who bow was bow. For those who are just listening, like most of our audience, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats won or lost thirty-one to forty-two in Winnipeg. The score makes Hamilton look like they're in the game, folks. They weren't. Uh, Halftime, the score was uh, they twenty-nine to four. Halftime. Yep, twenty-nine to four. Bow. I expected Bo to come out and with something to prove and really make a statement to the to the stamps, even though they weren't the playing the stamps. But the I thought league. he'd come out with a bit of a freaking swagger to his step and talk about I throwing them, the ghost. I they weren't them, even on this. They're not even reading the same damn book. No, I picked them to win because I thought that. I thought Bo Levi would be like, "Yeah, you want to tell me I'm not a starter? Let's go." <laughs> Bo was good. Bo was good. What happened? Four years ago. He got hurt. He's never been the same since he got hurt when he hurt his shoulder. I think it was his shoulder. What? What? It doesn't matter. He got hurt and he's never been the same since. I think it's a mental thing. I think it got in his head and he hears footsteps in his dreams and he's terrified of being hit. He releases the ball way too early. He doesn't look at his second and third options. It's his first option and gone. It's, yeah, it, it, it's the typical, well, I was a superstar, so I'm always going to be a superstar. Yeah. And in the CFL, and we talked about it with um, Arlan Bruce, the CFL moves fast. They don't care if you, who you are. You show up and you make sure you're number one or you'll be replaced by a rookie. Oh, yeah. And again, how long does Hamilton give Bo to prove that he's not, he's I, the Bo of old? I think I he's mean, yeah, he looks good. 31-42. He scored 31 points. His numbers weren't horrible. Yeah, one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah, that's good looking. Well, yeah, for Bo. I mean, even Bo to- in his prime five, five, six years ago, he threw a lot of interceptions, but he threw a ton of freaking balls. I was just saying so he, he would have be- five touchdowns and two interceptions in a game quite common. But you you would always see a positive touchdown to interception. Yes, always, you, always. The always. last two years you haven't. It's no, been two to one or three to one interception to touchdowns, well, and that's, that's not a winning pulled. strategy. That's why he got sat in Calgary and Mayor took over. And how long before the Hamilton says, you know what? We made a ooh-ooh. I, I just can't see it. He wasn't good. He wasn't good. And now, he was now, four down bow. Now, how much... So, again, first week, so we're saying a lot. How yeah. much of it is Winnipeg is just that bleeping good? 
I know you don't like their fans. Take their fan base out of it. Is Winnipeg, again, just that good? Well, let's look at the numbers because numbers don't lie. I'm looking at my numbers. 354 yards for, for who? one Zach Kalaros. Yes. Hey, we might have similar or close to numbers. 354 yards, 30, yeah. 30 attempts. 31 attempts. For That's funny. For 11.8 16.9 average yards. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> but yeah, what's moving his, on. What's his throwing? What's his percentage? Uh, 21 for 31. So uh, math. I'm doing it real quick right now. I think it's 67. 67.7. Yeah. Yeah. What is um, Vernon Adams' percentage? 77. Who's a better quarterback? Uh, who scored. Uh, Three more touch or two more touchdowns. If we're talking and had 150 more yards, I'm sorry. You completions. We're talking completions isn't everything. Vernon Adams is a better quarterback. I can go there because it's 77 compared to 67. That's 10 percent better. Damn Smurf Mafia. Is Winnipeg the team to beat? Of course they are. They're a good freaking football team. I just get irritated with their fan base because they won two Grey Cups in 95 fucking years and they're calling it a dynasty. Shut up. Sit down. I was sorry. The face I was making as I was looking to see if the um, PFF, the pro football focus had their stats up. Uh, oh, do they, they don't yet. No, they don't. So oh, okay. I need to, I'm need, I'm going to, I'm not even jogging. I'm going to message someone at the CFL about that. Well, and it might not be till next the year. Difference in, why, oh yeah, there'll be there'll be one email being what they're showing. One email being like, guys, you screwed up. <laughs> How? You why? should be pulling from the same databases. <laughs> um, because so the pro football focus. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on. We didn't. It was you on and I podcast were or not. About it. So explain um, it. Nerd. Basically, it's a company that started a few years back where they rate football. That's all they do. They started with some NCAA teams. They now have all a majority of the NCAA and all of the NFL, all of the XFL, all of the AFL and the uh, AAFL or AAF, whatever it is. And uh, earlier this year or a couple weeks ago, the CFL announced that they were joining them. What they do is they watch the place and they rank each player on a scale from negative two to positive two and basically give you in hockey or in baseball, what's a war? Uh, wins above replacements rating. In baseball, it's a very commonly used term. So if you input a generic player versus this player, how many wins above this replacement is this guy going to give you? That's that's the basics of what it is. So it's going to tell you on this play, uh, on an interception, was it the quarterback's fault for overthrowing the ball? Did the DB make a really great play? Did the receiver give up on the ball? So they're going to give this rating for every single play? Every single play. Or and is then, it? Okay, carry on. And then after they have enough stats, they give each player an individual ranking based off of the, the amount of plays where they're above average, above that zero, or below average, below that zero. So what, if, what if they're not involved in the play? Let's say the ball gets thrown to the left side and you're on the right why side. Why would they be rating that? Okay, so it's just there's no there's no impact on the play. So they're just rating people who have an impact, a direct on impact the play. on the play. So a def, a lineman, like offensive lineman, 
are probably going to be rated on every single play. Because they they have the ability to, to affect the play. Now, a guy stands there and he blocks 100 people or he blocks 50 people out of 100 people. He's going to have a bunch of zeros. But that's because that's how it levels it out. Right. He's having a... So the zero is not a bad. Like everyone, you think zero bad. Zero is no negative or positive effect at all. So you did good. your you did your job and you did it well. A yeah. positive effect would be uh, you made an adjustment at, um, as the defensive lineman or as the defensive lineman try to swim move on you and you're able to get underneath him as a defenseman and push him even wider. Oh, That's okay. going to push you to a one or a two. Into during the, when did they say they're going to have it up and running? They haven't. That's what I want to find out. So okay. now if you're an offensive lineman and you're late on the snap and a guy gets past you and goes for a sack, is that really the quarterback's fault for taking that sack? And that's a problem with just looking at generic stats sometimes is you can't see the whole play. Oh, yeah. How many times do the quarterbacks get blamed for a sack? When it's the DB, the wide receiver stopped running, the uh, they weren't given enough time, et cetera, et cetera. And relating this back to the Hamilton Tigers, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, did Bo Levi just not have enough time? Last year, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, their line wasn't good. And I can't say I didn't watch the game, so it's not something that I can And it's, can it's talk one about. of those, it's hard, unless you go back and re-watch the game more than once just to pay attention to that one thing. You're not going to notice You're it. watching the game, you're paying attention to the quarterback, to the receiver, the guy unless you're, the ball. Again, unless you're someone like me who has no horse in this race, yes. and you're like, hey, why is Bo Levi throwing the ball so poorly? And then I'm going to start trying to pick up on what it is, right? Yeah. Like... I'm going to start analyzing what's going on in the game. Well, start watching the damn games then. Well, you know, I do have a life. Slack, I'm sorry. Slacker. I'm sorry. I have a life outside of the football and the podcast. Anyways, um, it was a fun game to watch. It wasn't a horrible game. I mean, I'm a, I'm a CFL fan. I'll watch all the games. So, I mean, it was, it, it entertained me. Hamilton came back in the third quarter, more so because Winnipeg let the foot off the gas and then the Bombers went, oh, hold on. And I think in my article, I used the words, they held on, which call it what you want, for a pretty decisive win. Yeah. 42-31. Yeah. High scoring game. And by far, um, the biggest storyline, in my opinion, was coming out of the Hamilton Tiger Cats when I played Boo, Bom- Boo Bombers game, or going into the game, sorry, was the biggest, is Bo Levi going to Bo Levi Hamilton Tiger Cats to yeah. uh, uh, playoff berth? And I don't think so. Um, then we had our Saturday night game and I can tell you, I caught 0% of this because I was refing all day, but I had a comedy show to go to. So, um, this was also the game I look forward to least. This was the game where I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the second half. Well, it looks like from the stats, that's where, um, things at least looked interesting. Yeah. I mean, 12 to 19 game. It was a football game. Um, Cody was better than he was back when he was with uh, the Riders last year. He had a de- uh, an offensive line that actually stood up and protected him. Um, I don't stats, know. His stats look good. 14 for 21, 261 yards, if my stats are correct. Yeah, so, that's what I got. 14 for 21, 261 yards, 67% accuracy. So yep. not horrible. I mean. No. Very he, acceptable numbers. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a game that I would say – captivated me but um this wouldn't be a game that i would tell fans down in the states that this would be the game you watch to get into the game no yeah no. to me that would have been either the bc lions and stampeders game or the hamilton tiger gets when to play blue bomber game 
or just because or Saskatchewan Edmonton. That was I wouldn't game. have said I wouldn't have said that because those are two teams that didn't make the playoffs and could have been a disastrous game. I had a feeling that it was going to be an exciting game. Um, just the anticipation. Um, actually, we're going to get into that one right now. Skip over like. Well, I just wanted to I talk. I can't really talk much about the Red Blacks game. Yeah. Because I didn't watch enough of it. Um, I just wanted to mention Nick Arbuckle because we did go over uh, Cody Fajardo. Yes. Nick Arbuckle, Nick Arbuckle went only 19 for 35 for only 176 yards and threw three interceptions. So yeah. I, I think, think they the Red turned Black- the ball over like five times. That's rough. You, you can't win a game. No, no. You the red the Red Blacks desperately need a quarterback, and I wonder if not this season if Vernon Adams Jr. stays healthy um, in the offseason If you see a big trade, and I use quotation marks on that because it's the CFL, there's not a lot of big trades made. But you could could you see a Dominic Davies or a Dane Evans go to Ottawa from the BC Lions? Yeah, definitely. Uh, because we have three quarterbacks that have CFL experience, and they have Nick Arbuckle and Richie Leone. I, I think you would. I th- I think that you could see it this year. Um, not Evans, but um, Dominic Davi- Davies. Davies could be traded at, the, I just, at that point. I just think with Vernon Adams and his inexperience of being a number one for a full season, you could want to hold on to them both just to be yes. safe. And I mean, BC Lions have seen it. What happens in, if another injury happens? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but let's move on to the last game and the game that I actually watched the most of on TV. Um, and I will say this, and this is the rare compliment. The, I can't think of the guy's name, the first comp, the cut, the play-by-play guy. And um, the, the color, guy. color guy on this broadcast is the best duo that the CFL has. With, and if they without do a doubt. not get the marquee matchups every week, the they TSN won't. is doing a disservice to its fan base and the potential expansion into the into the United States market. Yes, I because agree. These, because these guys, you can tell they get along, they have chemistry, they're super knowledgeable about the game, and they shut up. When the referee is telling you what the penalty is. <laughs> Don't you hate that when they're talking oh. over the referee? It drives me crazy. So in this game, we have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders taking on the Edmonton Elk at Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton. Uh, Rough Riders end up winning the game 17-13. to 13. <laughs> Again, you were at this game. I was at this game. This was a game that I went up with with my... Full-time job uh, as sales coordinator for the Rod Peterson Show. And um, Rod had messaged me about a week ago and said, hey, do you want to go to the game with me? And I was like, hell yeah. Thinking, didn't really think much of it at that point. And then I, I remember, I think I texted him and I said, hey, what do I owe you for the tickets? And he l- sent back an LOL and he goes, dude, it's we have press passes. It didn't even occur to me that we would have press passes. <laughs> I don't know why, it just didn't. So um, it was really cool. It was one of those uh, bucket list things. I got put a check mark beside it because I've always wanted to um, be a press at a game and experience it that way, experience the behind the scenes. It was really cool, especially the access we had because of being with Rod. Um, he know he had 20 years experience being in that building. And so we got to go where probably we probably shouldn't have been going and got to talk to people we probably normally wouldn't have been able to talk to even as press members. And I'm talking other press members. I mean, just going there, Jake, it was, we, 
parking around that stadium sucks. Unless you have a pass, you're yeah. parking blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks away. Like it's worse than McMahon. It's bad. Anyway, we found a parking spot for 25 bucks each and we had to walk like, I don't know, 55 miles. It wasn't that far, but with this old fart in my lungs, um, it felt that far. Anyways, it's really funny to me because when I met Rod, I didn't meet him as the voice of the riders. So I don't look at him as the voice of the riders. It's just Rod. Yeah. But it was funny to be there with him because people were like literally stopping him as we were walking up to shake his hand and introduce themselves. Just especially rough fans. Especially rough rider fans. Well, it was all Rough Rider fans, right? Because there's yeah. so many Rider fans that take the trip to, to Edmonton or, or just Edmonton. I would say, or just live in the area, yeah. Right? So it was kind of cool to be like, we're walking and Jirai Simon like yells out to Rod. Rod didn't yell out to Jiro, <laughs> right? So we started yakking with Jirai Simon and he asked if we were going to be in the press box. I'm going to go back. So he's yakking with Rod. He looks at me and he says, Kevin. And I went, yeah. He goes, you're the sales guy with Rod. And I went, yeah, we met at the combine. He goes, yes, I remember. And then he shook my hand and said, I'm G. Roy Simon. And I literally finally said it. I'm like, do you really have to introduce yourself to people? (laughs) And he laughed. He said, you'd be surprised. Oh, God. But apparently everybody that knows G. Roy knows that's the type of person he is. If he meets you and has a conversation with you, he's going to remember you. Yeah. That's G. Roy. So anyways, I say to Rod, or he says to Rod, are you guys going up to the press box? And Rod says, yeah, are you going to be there? And he goes, ah, I'll probably stop by. And I, we, Rod and I go to walk away and I look at Rod and I'm like, I'm, I need to get a picture with him in the press box. And Rod goes, get it now because he ain't coming to the press box. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. We took a picture with G.R.I., posted it all over uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Um <laughs> And then we went to the press box and it was cool. It was, uh, it was, it was cool to experience to sit in behind the scenes. Now, because I've never been to a press box, I, I've done walkthroughs of many different press boxes when I was at state for yeah. television production. I was able to do, I was honored enough to be able to do actually go behind the scenes and in, into the bowels of McMahon and go in the truck and everything. But what is it like watching a game from the press box? Cause I imagine it's very different than watching it in the stands or even on the sidelines. Well, the nice thing, it was a really smoking hot day and I thought I better wear pants because I had never been in the press box before. No, you don't need to wear pants. Well, you have to wear shorts. You can't go naked, but. um, Well, at least you know that. Now you know. I I, I had dressed up a little bit, so I was hotter than hot. Like I literally was this close to buying a pair of Edmonton Elks shorts for 85 bucks. I was that hot. Like things were sweating that shouldn't have been sweating. Okay. So we get in the press box and I was like, cause it's air conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of cool. Um, funny story. We're sitting there and so we're against the glass window and it's really cool because you can see the whole play. Like you can see everything develop. It, if I was taking notes, which I wasn't, I was just enjoying the experience. Next time I go, I'd probably take more notes and on on the play and kind of be the press, which be, I wasn't. Be, be more of a reporter type press than yeah, yeah. than a than a fanboy. Yeah. So we 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 walk down some stairs and we are sitting right against the glass, and then there's kind of a raised level behind us, 
And there was two guys behind us and they're literally giving commentary the whole freaking time. It wasn't that it was bad commentary. It was good commentary, but it was like distracting. Yeah. It's quite quiet in there because everybody's working. And I have to say, there's not a lot of press, Jake. Like we need more press covering the CFL. It was, it sucked. Like the fact actually that, coverage, there was probably five. All the rest were dignitaries like us. Well, it's really weird like, dignitaries at that point. Like, and I say this with the utmost respect to, to Rod. The fact that Rod Peterson is the, one of the biggest sources for CFL news. Yeah. Why isn't TSN, why doesn't TSN have a reporter at every game? Why does like, they're, they have the sideline reporters. That's nice. But put someone in the, to write an article in the booth who can describe each and every play yeah. because the likes of Farhan Lalji and um, I can't think of anyone else's names right now. I'm drawing a point blank and I feel terrible, but they're there, to, they're, they're there to have conversation on the play-by-play or with the play with the players get interviews. They're not there to report. And you're not, you game. don't see those. you like, you don't see the play-by-play guy, the color guy. They're in a separate booth than the yeah. press box. So anyways, these guys are giving commentary and I'm like, huh. Rod starts talking to him and um, cause he knows everybody. I'm literally like, he knows everybody in this box and he's Rod sits back down. I'm like, who is that guy? And he goes, who? And I said, the guy you were just talking to the loudmouth." And Rod kind of gives his little chuckle and he does this and he points. And I'm like, what the fuck are you pointing at? I look up. The name of the press box is called the Brian Hall um, press box. That's Brian Hall. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you've, if you've got a press box named after you, you can do whatever the you want. He's 45 years as the Edmonton voice of the Edmonton Eskimos. <laughs> and That's awesome. yep, he's still giving commentary and his son was there and they were both giving commentary. That's and awesome. So I felt really dumb when I was like, oh, he's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, hmm, I probably shouldn't talk shit about him then. <laughs> it was good. It was, um, he was, he was a good guy. We yacked for a little bit. He was, he was a nice guy. Now the game, getting down to the, the game. game. <laughs> this was probably a was super there a game. It was a game. I know you might not have watched it. I did. Watch it was actually a very fun game for it a was. 30 point game total, which I mean, nailed it on the under. I bet the under as the game oh, started, I was like, there's going to be a low scoring crappy game. Uh, and it was a low scoring, really good game. It was um, a good game. It came down to four minutes to go in the fourth quarter uh Edmonton who's lost 17 in a row now, at home no no we need to rewind a little bit okay that pass interference call the pass interference call to put them on the one yard line how do you call that I'm sorry I <laughs> he was holding his hand <laughs> if I and I'm saying this wholeheartedly if I throw that flag in the it's highest level that up. I can ref we're getting together in a huddle and they're like, I'm like, yeah, there, there was some hand hand grabbing. And they would have been like, no, no, that's not a, no, no, there's no, we're picking up the flag. There's no penalty on the play. I honestly think the refs were trying everything to give the Elks a win. And it's not the Elks. We got to fix that. It's the Elk. No, it's Edmonton Elks with an it S. It should be the Elk. I know all you'll notice in my column, I changed it to the Elk because plural to Elk is Elk. Yes. It's not Elkises. Yes. What's the plural of a rough rider? Rough riders? What is a rough rider? Who needs Saskatchewan? <laughs> You've been on their roads. They're pretty rough. Triangle. No, what is it? Um, Don't, there's you, something moments passed. The moments passed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Trevor Anyways. Harris is 
debut the for the Rough Riders. Part of the game was when uh, one of the Edmonton players sacked um, Trevor Harris, and then do, you know how they do a somersault to celebrate? Yeah. Well, he somersaulted right into the referee. Damn it, KO'd him. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that that was the referee, the, the head, the head man. So yes, if he went down, it would have been a lot of chaos. I'm just throwing that out there. I watched it, and I was like, oh no, if he's hurt, this is gonna be chaos. And I don't know how much they showed on TV, but it was a good three minutes. I'm I'm, I'm guessing yeah, it, it was it a was, long time before he minute. threw the flag. Well, so there was two things that they would have had to do, and I talked about this with um, one of the other officials that uh, is kind of mentoring me. The first thing they had to do was because there was no penalty calls, they have to check in with the uh, command center. With the league, yep. Second thing they have to do is he has to go through a very quick, do I need to go into the dark room concussion protocol? Oh, I guess so, eh? You're not wearing pads, you're not expecting to get hit, and you get bowled over by a guy that size? So the question in the press box was... How is that not a dis- Oh, did we lose you? We might have lost the old man. Oh, no. Oh, you're back. You're back. Okay. Woo! How Woo! is that not? Sorry, the question in the press box was, how is that not? A disqualification. Because it was unintentional. So the, the wording... It? Yes, 100%. You can look You can look at him that when he hits the referee... The wording what, it has to be... And it's it's quite clear, and they pulled it up on the screen. Yep. Avoidable contact with a ref, not not intentional. Avoidable contact with an official. That was avoidable because you were being a jackass. I understand that being if, a jackass doesn't does no. no it, it's it's just like the ignorance of the law. Oh, I didn't know. Well, too bad you're going to jail. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you want to you want to take out all celebrating? No, but you can't. You're, walk, you're walking a th- you're you're walking a thin line if you're saying that should have been a, 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 a objectionable conduct and disqualification. It will make every blooper reel for the next decade. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. And the fact that it took them that long, and you could see like from I don't know if they showed the angle, but on the TSN broadcasts, they had the float cam come down and kind of like as close as they I think they can get into the huddle. And you can see the ref going. Oh yeah, he was he was shaking up. Again, if I did that to you, you would be like, "What the hell? This guy's <laughs> double my size in every aspect, and he's rolling into you." <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, it was one it, of those. What just happened? The whole press box stopped and went. <gasps> well, again, you want to see chaos from a re- uh, an official standpoint? And I don't know with. They would CFL, have I'm a second ass- head official, wouldn't they? So more than likely, what they would have. Is they would have an alternate. An offic- they would have, well, they would have an alternate for all the positions underneath the headman, and one of the officials in the original spot would have to rotate to headman. Yes, but again, I don't know that's like I know with our games we have a pregame meeting usually where it's like if this person goes down, this is who's moving. If the headman goes down, this is who's moving to headman, and everyone else will rotate. Yes, so it it is it is a thing that needs to be talked about. Um, but yeah, so there was a the. We talked about the refs. We didn't talk about the play. He left. I don't know what happened to him. He's gone. But what we didn't talk about was four minutes to go in the game. Lined up. First down on the one-yard line. We didn't uh, get to talk about it because I wanted to rewind and we got off on a 
refereeing tangent, but how do you not score? What is he doing? How do you not score three attempts from the one-yard line? And in the CFL, you have to give a one-yard buffer zone. You have to give one yard before the defense can line up. So in theory, this should be a 98% success rate. And the Elks somehow manage to not make it. Three times! I don't I don't get it. And they tried different things. They, but what they didn't try was handing it to the guy who runs the ball. No, they kept trying quarterbacks sneaks. Three different types of quarterback sneaks. Up to, up to the left side, up to the right side, and then a pitch out the left. Why? Can you explain it to me? It's it was it was baffling to say the least. Now, in all in all fairness and in, in being honest, we had left by that point because we had to beat the traffic. <laughs> Why even go? <laughs> we we had left, and that was the plan. We had left. Um, the plan was just to be up there for um, to make an appearance, and the Rod Peterson show was there, and that's what we did. Anyways. I was listening to it on the radio on the drive home because we did have a two and a half, three hour drive home. And um, when they lined, when they first got the penalty, I was like, holy crap, like this is going to happen. The Elks are actually going to win one at home. They still had four minutes to go, but it was 409, I think, when the penalty. And um, and the thing is, is at that point, it looked like a very even close matchup that could have gone either way. Yes. And what amazed me after it, so they didn't make it, whatever. It's just one of those things. It happens every once in a while. It doesn't make sense, but good defensive play. Yeah, got to give the the Rough Riders defensive yeah. line and linebacking core huge props on that. For sure. What surprised me next was the Riders held the ball for four minutes. Three and a half. I think they gave the ball back with 30 some odd seconds or yeah, 28 they ate, seconds. They ate, yeah, they ate up the clock. Though there was a weird spot there where it was third and six. And they should have kicked the ball away in my my estimation. Kick it through the field, through the end zone. They should have. There's one point. That's all you needed. I forget. I don't know where. I can't picture in my head where they were on the field because, again, I was listening to it on the radio. It would have been a long kick. But even so, they they trap them inside the 5, 10, 20-yard line. Like, yep. But they went for it. And they made it. They didn't make it. They turned the ball over on downs, and the rider, the Elks had, I think, 28 seconds left on the clock and couldn't do anything with it. Um, that's, is that the play that's at the very end Fajardo got hurt on that was, and I don't, I haven't heard anything about how I haven't heard anything nailed in the back on that play. I don't think he got nailed in the back. I think he, that's what they said on the radio was, I could be wrong. I might've missed the hit in the back. I think he got rocked. Uh, I think it was more from the side than was it because he landed. So I, you can't see where I'm pointing. He landed on his back. Like he was pointing, looking at his hip when when he went down. First off, first off, you're up by four with 30 seconds left. Take a goddamn knee. Yeah. Secondly, don't boot your quarterback. Thirdly, don't have your starter in. 
did someone bet the over on the on the sideline? That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to score again when you're already up and you've won the game? Take a knee, let the clock run out. You're good. It's pretty simple. The game's oh, over. 28 seconds. Okay, boot the ball as far as you can. Exactly. Boot it as high. Take that ball for a freaking rocket ship. I don't care what you do. Why are you doing what you did? It makes no sense. Well, and you literally put your quarterback at risk for no reason. And it was weird because the I was listening to the uh, 6.30 Chad, so the Edmonton uh, radio, and they were like, why would they do this to their quarterback? Well, and this the- makes no sense. And then he went, oh, and he got hit. Yeah, no, he got like the guys in on TSN were talking about how I was wrapping it up. And they're like, and he boots out. Oh, and Fajardo's dead. Oh, he's injured. He's hurt. He's writhing around in pain. Like I saw that and I was like, there's like, you just screwed your entire season. Well, you, and is he, I haven't read anything. I was busy I all day today. I have, I was, yeah, I was busy. I haven't seen anything either. About... No, it'll be interesting to hear um, what happens, but um Again, an entertaining game. It was fun. It was a uh, Super typical fun. CFL game, except usually it's 40-39. Like, we usually were higher scoring than 17-13. Yeah. But it was entertaining to the 10th degree. Um, 32,000 fans got their money's worth, and a whole bunch of them get uh, free tickets to the next game and see if uh, – next home game to see if they can go 19. <sighs> they got It's got a break for them at one point, right? <laughs> It's just, that's over like a thousand days. Yeah, it's brutal. And I feel bad for the fans because they're like, I have nothing bad to say about any Elk fan I know. They, I feel pity for them at this point. Like oh. your, your, your hockey team, you can shut up about them. Your football team, let's talk. I feel it's, bad. Rod had said they're the Washington Generals of the CFL, yep. right? The helpless losers. It's just sad at this point. It's, it's like the olden days with the Riders. They were the helpless losers. Everybody loved them because they had the best fans in the league. They always sold out the stadium. Well, and that's the thing. And with they the couldn't Riders. win like, shit. Like, and you always compare like the 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 new Winnipeg fans were the old Rider fans. I can't agree with that because as soon as Winnipeg starts to lose, let's see, let's talk then. Rider Rider fans when they lose, they might not sell out the stadium. They might not be number one fan. Like in attendance, but you talk to a Ryder fan, they're still proud to be a Ryder fan. They talk yeah. about everything they've got. They talk it's about it. going to be a fun year. That's all I have to say. I'm now, super excited about it. Let's look ahead to week two. Week two. Week two, we have. I have already have your picks in front of me. Don't even look at yours. I already are you already make locked sure in you got them right. I already locked in your picks this week. <laughs> Week two starts off on a Thursday night again. We have four nights again of CFL. It's it's beautiful. I do miss the Friday night doubleheaders. I'm not going to lie. I do. Me too. You know what? I would rather have it. I take away the Thursday game because a lot of people have to work on Friday. But. And and it's late. Like we went to the Thursday game and it was 11 o'clock by the time we got home. Well, and I mean, this game, it's 430 Pacific time. So it's a little bit earlier. Yeah. Because it's in Ottawa. Yeah. But give me that. Give me an early uh, Friday game and a late Friday game. It's uh, to me. It's that's that's how I know it's summertime. But and maybe they're saving that for summertime. Could be. But NFL fans are programmed 
Thursday night, they see football, they'll watch it, so I don't mind trying it. Yes, why not? So we got the Stamps taking on the Red Blacks. Yes, Calgary at Ottawa, Thursday, June 15th at 4.30 p.m. And we both have chosen the exact same team. We have picked the Calgary Stampeders to win this. I think the Stamps are going to um, try to recover from last week. And um, I would hate to be at their practices this week because Dickinson was mad. They canceled today's practice due to smoke. And and Sunday's practice due to smoke. So they're going to have Tuesday. They're going to have Tuesday because you can't practice the day before a game anymore. Yeah. So... I didn't even think of that when I made my pick, and now I'm really regretting my pick. But uh, I'm five <laughs> now here. On Friday, we have Winnipeg going into Saskatchewan. This is going to be the game to watch, not probably because it's going to be most entertaining, but it's going to be most telling. I've, yeah. Is is Trevor Harris going to be able to stand toe to toe with a Kolaris? Will is, the defensive line be able to get at Kolaris? And if they can, what's That's Winnipeg's the response? That's the you key to beating Winnipeg you, is dropping that man on his ass. Yeah, and it's the only way because he's if you he's give him good. if you give him the average amount of time you need as a quarterback, he's got you beat six if, out of seven times. If he can look at his third um, option, you're you're doomed. You have to get him before he, you literally have to be hitting him as he's looking at his second. Because, right. again, he's that good. If he feels that yes. pressure, he's also throwing that ball before you can get to him. So you have to be quick. Yes. Um, both of us chose Winnipeg for this game. I'm hope- um, I am I would love to see Saskatchewan win. Don't get me wrong. But Me too. I think for the health of the league, I think it would be yes. great if – and I, I haven't seen anything about ticket sales for um, Saskatchewan, so I'm assuming that means it's good. The only time I you hear about think it, it will be a bad. good turnout in Saskatchewan. They're 3-0. You can – if, if you, you include preseason, they're excited. The last time they went to an OM preseason, they won the Grey Cup. And that's all you've heard from Ryder fans, right? Oh, yeah. Now, they won one in regular season. Now, they if they can even take the fight, if it's a close game, if it's a touchdown, yes. one point, one score game, not one point, one score game going into the Huge. fourth. Not just that, but listen to the fans. It'll oh, be yeah. loud. It'll be obnoxious. It'll be back to what Ryder fans used to be proud yes. of. Throwing and beer what, bottles at the BC Lions. Come on now. That's why we have no. That's literally why you're not allowed beer bottles at CFL games anymore. Exactly. And the cans have to be opened. <laughs> um, on Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, we have. Uh, or sorry, let's rewind here a little bit. At 3 p.m. on Saturday, yes. we have an LL Cool J concert. LL. That is, LL. That is cool free missions if you buy a BC Lions ticket. How cool now, is that, folks? I was looking at it earlier today, and I want to pull it up again. They opened up the upper bowl. They did, but I was—I just want to look at tickets here for a second. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be Edmonton coming into BC at 4 p.m. But that an should hour be before, there's going to be one hour LL Cool J concert. So what I'm saying is that should be an easy game for the Lions to win. Should be. Should be. You never know. Things have crazier things have happened. Yes. And I refuse to. What are you pulling up? Ticket prices. Oh, I refuse to believe that. Um, do they not have tickets anymore? Are they sold out? No, no. Uh, pregame LG Cool J concert. Here we go. $25. That's the cheapest ticket you can get in the upper bowl. $20, $25 gets you in the door, gets you an hour concert of LL Cool J. 
get you $5 beers, $5 burgers, and you get to watch a football game afterwards. On a uh, Saturday night, you could go out and probably spend $80, be lit. That includes transportation for you because it's right oh, off yeah. of the, the, um, the SkyTrain. Yeah. Name a better deal in, in downtown Vancouver. Name me a better deal. You can't get a better value than what they're offering. Thus, if you pull up, um, if you pull up to how many tickets are left in the lower bowl, it's very few. I just Thus, clicked on up the upper bowl. Here, let's let's look. The equivalent of your tickets, one still available that's not resale. Yep. Row E, seat nine, one hundred dollars. Yeah. Still, name me something better to do. Where you get live concert, you get live entertainment, like you get a you get a, a show, you get a football game or a sports game, and you get cheap food. It just doesn't happen. Not in like, and I'm saying in Vancouver because I've been to Vancouver not like not that recently. I guess I was in Vancouver, but we went out to go watch a hockey game and dinner beforehand, and that easily costed us two hundred dollars to two fifty. Oh yeah. For food at the stadium and the seats. <coughs> it's insane that you can, they're offering this and um, they got it going on. That's, I mean, they're, they're, uh, holy crap. I'm just looking at tickets that are available. And so when you're looking at Ticketmaster, light blue means there's very few tickets available. Dark blue, there's tickets available. Um, there's not a lot of tickets available. So I'm looking at the map and I'm going to estimate and say a very bold estimate right here, maybe 150 tickets in the lower, in the lower section that aren't resale. So oh, not really? tickets that have been purchased already purchased. I'm yeah. going to go with maybe, uh, maybe 150. Wow. Eh? That's good. And you've got the upper bowl, which is starting to sell now. Yes. It's going, to be a, it's going to be if a fun I, game to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it'll be fun. Get Pack it, make it fun, and then score a shit ton of touchdowns. You yeah, win that yeah. face-off, you win that uh, the coin toss, goes against all sorts of logic. You take that ball. You take that ball in the first half. And you bomb. You just you, keep bombing. No, I don't think you bomb it. I think you you sustain a drive and you score a touchdown. Every first down, everyone gets a little bit louder and a little bit louder. And these people yeah. who came for an LL Cool J concert were now like, this is so much fun. What is this? Exactly. Now, it should be it should be an interesting game to watch. I'm looking forward to it. I hope TSN does the same thing as they did last year and actually broadcast the LL Cool J concert. Well, they only did a portion of it for last year for One Republic. Was no, not the full... Think... No, it was not. They had a... It was... Question me all you want. They did one song of One Republic and it was the last song before the game started because it was a double header and they had a football game on and then there was a big gap. So they did, they did talking heads, then they cut to the game and then it happened. They did not air the full one hour concert. Of well, they better one air Republic. the one hour concert. They will That's not. all I got to say. They will not. Are you paying, are you paying $25? No. Get there, folks, if you can. If you're in BC and you're able to go to the game, get there. It's going to be a blast. $25. And, of course, we both picked BC. Yes, we both picked BC for that game. Um, there is one more game on the dock. Toronto. We have Toronto or Hamilton going into Toronto on Sunday. 
Um, again, another 4 p.m. start. I like a lot of these early starts. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just because, well, I guess, no, BC is a 4 p.m. start as well. Yeah. The only late start game is Saturday. Yeah. Um, nice. Hamilton going into Toronto, and I think this is going to be where Bo Levi tells everyone that the East is the weakest division in this sport and has been for many years. And he takes and is going over. And is going to make the Argos look silly. I looked, I, you know, I went back and forth on this one and, um, I think cause Toronto had one extra week in training camp because of their buy, but they're, they you know, they did week. not that, that is old news. You cannot do as much as you can. Well, you can't tell me that these players weren't in the gym. They're in the gym. The ball. They were playing, they were practicing just because they and, said, oh, they're not allowed. Oh. And you know what? The, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, they were playing. Yes. They weren't just practicing. Tor- Toronto's going to come out. Great Cup champions at home in front of a crowd. They're going to want that win. Of course they are. And, I, and that's where I think Bo Levi is going to show up how inept Bo's, the East Four is. down, Bo's done. It wasn't Winnipeg. Winnipeg's Winnipeg. No. Winnipeg is the team to beat this year. You said it yourself. I read your article. Freaking Smurf you, Mafia. You can't even be mad at me because I read your article. Smurf Mafia. But folks, we've gone wow. a lot longer than I... That's uh, an hour and a half, dude. I I was like, oh, this is going to be a shorter episode. What could possibly cause like a 20-minute rant about something? Um, But the old man has an article going up literally about five minutes after this ends. The article will be up with a graphic of our picks and we're going to keep track of it. I want to see who's better at the, this whole pick'em game. Um, please do also do the CFL pick'em. I have no idea if it's working because they broke everything. Well, um, it, it's, you can't it's even make your, again, the CFL at their best. I'm just going to go into it now. I'm not going to say anything because that would be unfair, but I'm going to go and try to do my picks for week two. Oh, week two's up now. Oh, it wasn't. Earlier today it wasn't, but not just that, but, can you actually look at the leagues you're in now? Oh, yeah. I'll have to show you how to do that. It's quite complicated. Why is it complicated? <laughs> it wasn't last year. But, folks, check out hughsports.ca because that is where we're sharing these ideas where the old man's writing articles. And this is the time of season he's going to be super busy writing an article a week because that's how many seasons there are or how many weeks there are in a football season. So you're going to be seeing... I don't know. I said things and I'm just moving on now. 21 weeks. 21 weeks uh, in a football season. And he is going to be writing 21 articles. And uh, the first one, I guess the second one, you're going to be writing 22 articles. Yeah, because I wrote a preseason one. Preseason one. Um, What I might do, actually, I'm thinking of this right now as on the fly. We're on the fly. I'm going to do every week before the first game, before kickoff on the first game, I'm going to do a little power rankings every week. Oh, that's a good idea. And do that. Yeah. Um, post that every, so like this week, I'll probably go out Thursday just before the yeah. game. Little blurb about why I think they're in that position and where they were, how many positions they've moved up and uh, go from there. I like it. Do it. Go for it. Well, that's folks, check us out. We are on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere at HSP underscore pod. Uh, we do. I also do write at inside the rink. Um, writing about hockey. There's not a lot of hockey news going on, but there's a draft coming up at the end of this week. Oh, there is. Not end of the, end of the week. Sorry, end of the month. Yes. 28th. 
27th, 28th. It's a Wednesday and a Thursday, which I'm not a fan of, but whatever. Um, July 1st, I have something big planned. So we will. Um, it's free agency. But it is. until next week, um, have fun. Looks like you just looked up really awkwardly and it looked like you were looking at the logo like you'd never seen it before. No, it's, it's, it's right where you looked. <laughs> I'm looking at my, see that there? It's no, a it's a light. No, it's a fan. It's oh. a fan light. Like, I'm going to turn it off. No, please. Okay. We're, you know what? We've got, we've divulged here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning it's in. It's a fan and it's we, a ball that you just plug it in and it's a fan. Are uh, very grateful for all of you who have still somehow made it to listen. But we will see you guys next week here to break down week two of the CFL season. Goodbye.